Blah, blah. Blah, blah. Let me turn down that sensitivity. There you go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the... You just bumped the mic. There you go. There. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Geek Remix Life is Strange Before the Storm spoiler cast. My name is Stacy. And my name is Mari. Mari's very sick right now. Well, I... This is why we didn't do this sooner. Yeah, well, I had some sort of mega flu from an alien planet or something. I don't know. Yeah. Stacy has a theory that I got chlamydia in my lungs. <laughs> from inhaling jizz. From inhaling jizz. <laughs> I don't have chlamydia in my lungs. <laughs> the That's not a thing. It's not a real thing. Um, we were joking because the medicine they gave me for my bronchitis was also medicine you get for chlamydia and so we were like maybe somebody maybe <laughs> with chlamydia jacked off into my humidifier and I <laughs> breathed in the chlamydia and I had an extreme case of chlamydia in my lungs yeah but they just didn't they didn't want to you know they didn't want to worry you yeah so they're probably like we, I went into the doctor and they're like we've never seen we've this never before. seen anything like don't tell her tell <laughs> her it's bronchitis they're just so uncomfortable, mm -hmm. wondering what I have done. Mm -hmm. Like, what kind of sick shit this lady's into. So, if you want to get started, I think, so <laughs> I have a couple... Wait, I want everyone to know that I was just like Satine from Moulin Rouge, coughing up blood. It was exactly the same. It was exactly just, the same. It was just as romantic. Consumption. I had consumption. It wasn't just me hacking over a sink, coughing up blood. It was like sateen, delicately. Like a little hanky. Like a little hanky, just delicately coughing into See, it. See, and the thing is, is that when she coughs, she's like, <laughs> and then she goes off and sings. So that's basically what happened to me. It was exactly the same. Yeah. Don't imagine me coughing over a sink, hacking up brown and blood. People... They imagine sateen. Well, when people's organs are basically liquefying on the inside, that's how they cough. <laughs> I'm Satine, and people love me. That's exactly what happened. <coughs> I so, had consumption. We're both very sick right now, so apologies ahead of time. But the, we're we're just trying to get you stuff. I know. We're trying to get you the 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 content that you support. Yeah. Well. And I also feel like a lot of people were kind of wondering what our final thoughts were on Before the Storm because, and if, you, seems if, you, well, if you don't know this, our last video, when we're recording the last part, we're like sitting through the credits and all of a sudden Mari's computer flickers and we thought the power went out and we were both like, oh my fucking God, we just lost like two hours of footage. So we both start freaking out. And we got like our genuine reactions lost and everything. Yeah. So, and that was the first day I was getting the flu. Mm. It was horrible. You're lucky you got out of there. Yeah. You got out of there without chlamydia in your lungs. Well, you tried to invite me over after that. You were like, you were like, hey, like, come over and do this. I was like, no. Listen, Stacy, I may have just been puking up everything I had eaten. Yeah. And had consumption. Do you remember that? You were like, I've been, you were like, Stacy, I puked five times last night. And I was like, I'm not coming over. Uh, yeah, and then the <laughs> next day, I thought it was okay, and I only drank liquids. And in the shower, it all came out. Thankfully, it was all liquids. <laughs> I'm really glad that people think I'm an attractive person. <laughs> it's really weird because a lot of the comments we got were people like, I think Mari's sick voice is very sexy. And I was like, 
y'all are weird. That's kind of fucked up. It's <laughs> kind of weird and fucked up. It's like, it's like, wow, you feel incredibly awful, but at least you sound sexy. I think they like it because I'm weak and they need to take care of me. Um, no, that's why people thought consumption was sexy. They let it's, you... a wa- it's the wasting disease. It's also because people get very, like, you know, thin. No, but, like, in the, like, 1800s, Consumption was considered a virtuous disease that happened to people who were virtuous. And, like, it made you pale and sickly looking and you died very slowly. So people thought it was, like, the sexy disease. Yeah. They loved it. And people would, like, put makeup on to make it look like they also had consumption because it was so in to be dying. I mean, that kind of reminds me of heroin chic in the 90s. Yeah, People are fucked up. Anyway, people life are, is strange. Anyways, on to life is strange. Okay, so I have a couple topics to get us started, and then I also have some viewer questions. <coughs> so, first topic, uh, we'll just start out with, what do you, which one do you prefer? The original or Before the Storm? Um, and I why? Think, I think they both have their own type of magic. I think Before the Storm is a lot more willing to engage in, and this is for a perfectly good reason, because in the original season one, Chloe was still in love with Rachel, so it makes sense for you to wait a little bit longer before you initiate like a romantic, a relationship. romantic relationship with her. And, like, when we, I was playing the first one, like, I could tell that Chloe was still really in love with Rachel. Which is funny because everyone was, like, freaking out about them not starting a relationship. And it's like, guys, it's been in-game. It's been two days. And also we're looking for her girlfriend. Her her, dead girlfriend. Her dead girlfriend. Like, straight up her dead girlfriend that she said she was in love with. Like, she said the word love. So, in my mind, Chloe was already in a lesbian relationship in the original life is strange and then like you know you find her dead body and i guess you're like well she's dead now so i guess we can so, be together hey. hey there girl so now that we found your girlfriend's dead body can i uh can i get in that no i'm just kidding but um the original life is strange had a lot more magic and and uh mysteries and stuff which i liked and then before the storm had a lot more focus on individual human react like human connections and I like that it's so they're both beautiful in their own way and I don't think I like one more than the other I think they're just beautiful in their own unique ways yeah I and I wouldn't like, change in either of them in any way yeah I feel like they're really different types of games because although they both focus on relationships the original game like there is a quote-unquote clear objective like, there is something that you're trying to accomplish in that game. Mm. And, you know, through the use of time travel and through the through puzzles, you know, you're actually, you're trying to find Rachel. That's, like, the, the goal that you're working towards. Whereas before the storm, you don't really have a goal, per the se. The goal is to fall in love, in my opinion. I feel like in before the storm, the entire purpose of the game is really just to show you the story, like a love story of these two characters. And that's why I feel like <laughs> I've heard I've seen thoughts from other people who felt like the game just didn't really have like quote unquote a purpose. I feel like the game had a purpose in that the crow wanted Chloe to fall raven. in love the raven wanted Chloe to fall in love with Rachel because if Chloe never fell in love with Rachel, 
none of the the stopping of the children abuse of the child abuse would never happen like chloe needed to fall in love with rachel in order to have the drive to figure out what's happening to these girls because if nobody else did it no one was gonna stop it yeah i feel like that's a really like roundabout way to get to that goal though because like i mean if that is the goal that's my romantic way of looking at it yeah it just, because, like, from the time that Rachel disappears to the time that they actually end up stopping everything, it's, like, what, a year? Two years? When Rachel disappears, it's a few months. It's only a few months? Yeah. From when she disappears to when they find her body? Yeah. I thought it was a year. Mm-mm. Oh. It's only a few months. Oh. And then one of, one of the things is, like, people are like, when remember when Chloe was like, oh, and her parents are in denial? I figured it was... <clears throat> this was my interpretation. Her father seems to be very willing to do horrible things to make things that make his life very slightly inconvenient um, to go away. And since Rachel was becoming a more rebellious and less proud daughter to have, he didn't really care that she was gone. He was just glad that she was out of his hair. Yeah. Because it, like he didn't really love anybody. If he's willing to just, like, pay someone to... Some people say, oh, they were just trying to get her hooked back on heroin. And other people are like, she, she, he was trying to kill her. Either way... Either way, it's still really fucked it's, up. It's really fucked up. Yeah. And it kind of tells me, like, if he's willing to do that to somebody he claimed to have loved, then I don't think he would care that much if Rachel disappeared after she becomes kind of like a rebellious teenager. Wait, doesn't the doesn't the original game take place in 2014? 2015. 2013. That, it takes place in 2013. Oh. That doesn't make any sense. When? She's uh, only been missing for a few do months. Do you remember what month it takes place in? Uh, it takes place in September-ish. Oh. So no, October. It takes place in October. Okay, so six months. She's been gone for six months, yeah. Yeah. Because she disappears on Monday, April 22nd, 2013. So she's only been gone for a few months. Six months. So it's kind of like... So it basically, it's a midpoint. It's like six months. Yeah. But I just really think that Rachel's father, the reason why they weren't really looking for her is because A, Rachel's mother, as in the one who raised her, is submissive to Mr. Amber. And Mr. Amber was just happy that this child who was becoming an embarrassment was gone yeah because if he doesn't if he's willing to just fucking shoot up the woman that he claimed to use to love just to make her go away well here's what i don't understand is that he seemed so intent that but the whole reason that he quote unquote does that is to protect rachel no he was protecting the idea of rachel well no i know that but like so then he just suddenly stops caring? I think that once Rachel becomes somebody that he can't... Control? Control, and also somebody he can't be... I wouldn't want to say the word proud. I but, guess somebody he can brag about. He just wants her to be gone because he's it's not part of his like perfect ideal anymore. I mean, that doesn't really line up with the ending of Before the Storm, though, because there is the option at the end to not tell <coughs> Rachel about what happened. But she still turns into, like, a, a rebellious teenager. Yeah, like, but, canonically. Yeah, but just because teens are rebellious doesn't mean that their parents are like, well, I'm glad they're dead. 
Well, I'm not saying parents in general. I'm talking about Mr. Anderson. Mr. Mr. And- Mr. Anderson. Mr. Amber specifically because he seems like he might be a person who doesn't really care about other people. He only cares about having control over them. So if she became somebody that he couldn't be like, look at my perfect daughter, and then she just disappeared, he'd be like, great. Now she's not my problem anymore. I feel like... Obviously, there's, like, there's some time between, like, the ending of Before the Storm and when Rachel goes missing. So, in the span of that time, it would be interesting to know. Because, like, I feel like that is what would show what Mr. Amber was thinking when she disappeared, you know? Yeah. Because, like, even at the end of, even at the end of Before the Storm, like, I don't think he's quite there yet where he, because it's, like, she literally rebels over the course of, like, two days, yeah, I just think in terms of like how I see him, he likes having control over a perfect family. And if something is threatening that perfect image that he likes to have, he'll do anything to make it go away without any qualms. So I don't think he actually really cares about anybody, really, because it, it just really told a lot to me that he was willing to let of very dangerous man go free just to make his ex-wife disappear or assumed wife just disappear by giving her either an OD or making her addicted to heroin like that's really messed up and crazy yeah like if you're willing to do that that tells me in my opinion that he's not the type of man who actually genuinely cares he just wants problems that make him not look cool to just disappear. Yeah, I just, like, I don't think, I think it would be hard for Rachel to reach that level so fast. Because before Chloe meets her, Rachel's, a, like, a 4.0 GPA student, like, perfect student. We only meet her over the course of, like, a couple no, of days. Yeah, but that's in 2010. It takes three years for her to disappear. Yeah. And then by that time, I'm sure he's just like, which well, is, bye. Which, which is why I said it would be interesting to see oh, over the course of that period of time what happens to make him change his mind. Yeah. Because oh. we, don't, we don't see that. Like, that's, that's like a, that's you. I feel like that's a really good theory for, like, what happens in that span of time. Yeah. But we don't really know that. It's also, like, I don't know, like, I feel like, I mean, I I guess I just think of, like, there's plenty of teenagers who get rebellious and, like, do stuff way worse than Rachel, and, like, even though their parents can be shitty, like, they still care about them more than that. I just don't think Mr. Amber would. I think Mrs. Amber would. I think Mrs. Amber would probably... But she says, Chloe says that her parents both... We're like, whatever. Yeah, but Mrs. Amber is also submissive to Mr. Amber. So if Mr. Amber was like, bleh, 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 she'd be like, okay, whatever. I wonder, what did she actually, she says, uh, didn't she say that they were in denial? Yeah, they're in denial. They think she ran away to L.A. I feel like that's different than not caring. I don't know. I feel like if Mr. Amber cared, he wouldn't have been in denial. Does that make sense? No. Okay. So what I do understand think- what I understand what you're saying, but I feel like it's a pretty harsh judgment to say if somebody's in denial then they don't care. I just don't I just don't like Mr. Amber and I think that he's probably a genuinely bad person. 
on the inside. Yeah. Oh, I think he's a bad person. I think he's a bad person, and that probably explains a lot of things. Also, um, you know, I think a lot of people... I've seen some comments being like, oh, Rachel should have died just like her mother on an overdose. And I'm like, um, Rachel was kidnapped and then overdosed on accident by someone else shoving drugs into her body. Like okay? mom? True, but like... I mean, come on, guys. But also, but also, there's there's some disagreement about whether Sarah is dead. No, she's not dead. I was wrong, um, because they show. Um, did they, did people tell you about the one of the rare endings? Yes. Where you yeah. see her. Yeah, but does that mean that? Sh- so that means that she's alive regardless of the ending. I think so. I think she's alive. I thought that that was in place of. Oh, maybe or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Some people were asking if we were going to, like, play through again to, like, get that ending, but I don't know. No, our, the, our rarest decisions is the one that's going to let us get that ending. Oh, but we would have to replay episode two. No, we have. We have. Oh, because we did the bracelet? Yeah, we did the bracelet, so we oh, get to shit. see it. Yeah. On our rare decisions one, we took the bracelet, remember? So yeah. if we give the bracelet to the mom... Rachel and the mom meet each other. Aren't there a couple other things that <coughs> you have to do, though? I don't know. We'll see. But I thought that's a cool little Easter egg. Really? Um, I thought that was horrible. Why? Because, like, that means that, okay, so obviously, like, the writers didn't mean to do this on purpose, but that means that, like, anybody who wants to see the gay relationship gets locked out of the good ending. Is that what, it doesn't mean it has to be the good ending. It just means it's one of the good endings. Yeah. That's the way I see it, at least. But I just, I feel like hiding it behind, okay, so the break, I understand, like, narratively, it's, like, a cool thing, and I like that it exists as an Easter egg, but I also feel like for anybody who wants to see, like, a lesbian relationship in a video game and is so excited about that, they're going to choose the kiss, and therefore Uh they miss the opportunity to let Rachel meet her mother without knowing that that's, like, a possible... That's true. Consequence. That's true. Um, which, that didn't really occur to me until somebody else asked it as a question. They were like, they were like, hey, like, do you think it's kind of like weird that they would, lo- like, essentially like make the gay relationship disqualify you from letting Rachel meet her mom? Does it disqualify? Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. That so kind of like, sucks. Yeah, it does kind of suck, and like, I don't think that it's necessarily like. I definitely don't think that that was, like, the writer's intention to, like, send that message that, like, oh, like, you get your gay relationship, but, uh, You know what? Next time there needs to be, like, a group of, um, extremely sensitive lesbians to be, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sensitivity, like, sensitivity readers. Sensitivity readers, where they're, like, just very sensitive lesbians. Do you guys, so... Just a bunch of very sensitive lesbians. And they can be just aware of every single tiny little thing, and then it'll be safe. They actually, so they actually do that with books. (laughs) That's what a sensitivity reader is. So a sensitivity reader is, like, and it doesn't have to be somebody who's quote-unquote sensitive. It just means, I like, didn't mean to make say it like that. I was being serious. I was making oh, a, a legitimate, no, no, like... No, no, no. And I'm explaining yeah. to them what a sensitivity reader is. Yeah. So it means, like, if I were to write a book about being a doctor, but I'm not a doctor, I would have a doctor read my book to give me notes to make it 
so people do it all the time with like books that talk about engineering or like you know science stuff they have like a scientist or an engineer read the book to make yeah, sure yeah we need le- a lesbian sense. specialist they do that with um and they they do that more with like marginalized groups too so well, like, yeah that's what i think that would be a good idea because like that way all these like unintentional like you know little things little things that feel invalidating like oh hey like you're referencing this trope here and i don't think that you mean to do that yeah yeah i mean i feel like that might be a good idea because then you know eventually one day we'll find we'll have a game of lesbian that insults no lesbians one day (laughs) one day there will be a game where no lesbians feel slighted and you know you see people talking about that all the time with like books that have like trans characters Mm -hmm. like if some if people want to it's and like with tv shows they do it too like they'll have somebody come in and they'll like take a look at the script to just be like hey so (coughs) we're trying to be like inclusive by adding this type of character to our book or mm-hmm. our movie or whatever, but none of us is from that group. So you invite somebody in and have them take a look just to, like, you know, you don't have to take any of the advice that they offer, but it's always good to get outside perspective just on your Just so work. you're aware. So you're aware that, like, maybe if things are, if you're implying things that you don't mean to. I still say the best representation of a trans person in media is the Bone Dolls twin, where a princess is magically trans. <laughs> she's magically trans they go through all this stuff they talk about it it's not the main issue of the book it's just she's just that way mm-hmm. she's just magically trans and it's awesome because she grows up inside of a boy's body but she's a girl she talks to, and she's like has girl feelings you know yeah. and then later she eventually has to become a girl again she's weird feelings about it I could be wrong but it's never, like, insulting because the person who wrote it was like, yeah, I wanted to write a book about somebody who's trans but not be a dick about it. Mm-hmm. So the main character is Magically Trans Princess, who's also a, a warrior queen. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. <laughs> um, which episode was your favorite? Mm, I would say... <coughs> I don't know. I like, I just, if there could be a super cut of all the times they cuddle, mm-hmm. that would be my favorite. So that would, those would be your favorite parts then? I, I don't know. I just, it's nice. You, I guess how I'd say episode one. No, episode two, because you get the kiss before everything goes to shit. I feel like, I really liked episode one because... It gave me, it gave, it, like, it reminded me so much of the feelings of, like, meeting somebody and, like, falling in love. Yeah. Like, when you first, first meet somebody and you have that, like, nervous, like, giddy feeling. Yeah. Like, when they're, like, sitting on the train mm-hmm. and they're listening to music and stuff. Nice and Rachel we're having. Nice Rachel we're having. And just, I, I just, feel, and, and, like, when she, she sees her in, like, in the theater room and like she's being all and she's being all awkward that's like those like little awkward moments like before they get more comfortable with each other just i just want to be clear the reason why i'm more open to them jumping into a relationship and before the storm is because there's no baggage beforehand yeah because there's no like 
um, dead, like, missing girlfriend that we're looking for, anything, you know, there's none of that, it's just two chicks, they meet each other, and they're like, yup, feeling gay. It was interesting to me that so many people were like, like, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but, like, I saw some people being really, like, I don't know, skeptical of, like, oh, they just met, like, and we're gonna, like, encourage them to be romantic with each other, and I was like, have you never, like, been young and met somebody and just thought they were really cool, like, from, and, like, I don't know. I think it's because they're younger, and a lot of people feel uncomfortable with younger queer girls Mm. or younger queer boys. Yeah. And because, for some reason, they think that, like, I don't know, you see adults, like, looking at babies, like, oh, that baby has a crush on that other baby, and it's, it's like, opposite-gender babies, but if, like, two 12-year-olds of the same gender end up liking each other, it's like, whoa, they don't know that yet. I mean, it's just, it's weird, because, like, as an adult, like, a lot of, not a lot, not all people, but, like, it's not uncommon for people to, like, have sex on the first date. Yeah. Which is, like... You know, however you feel about that or not, it's. I'm just saying it's not uncommon. And so, like, for two people to meet each other and just like each other, that's not that weird. I feel to like me. people are more accepting of the fact that teenagers have heterosexual sexual feelings and teenagers having homosexual sexual feelings. And it's just like that's a thing that happens. Teenagers, they have sex with each other. And sometimes teenagers are gay and they still want to fuck. And I'm not saying, like, I want to be a part of that. I'm saying they have those feelings, and then they want to do it together with each other. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want anything to do with it. (laughs) Just to be clear, I'm just saying that, you know, young sexuality exists, and it's normal for two teenage, a teenage girl and a teenage boy to have sex. It's normal for a teenage girl and another teenage girl to have sex. It's normal. It's a part of growing up. If anything... And if you're not, that's fine. I'd be so happy if I had a lesbian teenage daughter. I'd be like, fuck, yes, there's nothing to worry about now. That's not true. Okay, that's right. It's true. It's not (laughs) not true. It's not true. Yes, it's true. Um, (coughs) Who was your favorite character? Okay, I don't want people to mix this up as in my favorite person. Uh Uh-oh. Or do you mean, you mean like like the way I mean it like character as they're written as a character not like who like person in real life yeah okay just to be clear if I met Elliot in real life I'd fucking punch him in the fucking neck but what I'm saying is I really appreciated they included him that as a they included him as a character because so many people were like oh where's this coming from like it's out of nowhere I was like oh uh, yeah that's how it happens it comes out of nowhere yeah. Because even I was like, oh, I don't want to judge this kid, you know? Well, and it's like, also, remember, we were kind of like, oh, like, you know, you want, we want to, like, let him down easy because he's really nice and blah, 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 and then he just gets... And, but even then, we were still very clearly like, hey, not interested, Elliot. Like, back off. But... Well, but that's the thing, is that, like, a, a lot of people, they don't, they either don't feel like they have the opportunity or, like they don't feel comfortable, like, setting a really firm, like, 
they, so they try to just be like, hey, yeah, I'm not interested, blah, 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 blah. And people just, like, don't. <coughs> some people just don't listen to that. I just thought it was really important that they put that in there because, you know, abusive relationships happen out of nowhere. And a lot of people, like, they think, like, it's so definitive. Like an that abuse. there's like a definitive moment. There's and like that, this like, definitive moment. Coming. Yeah, and like, and if it happens to you, you feel so stupid. You don't want to talk to anyone because you think people are gonna be like, "Oh, well, how? Why were you so fucking stupid to get into that situation?" Well, because it's blah. like people assume that it's gonna be really obvious. Yeah. You know? The that, thing is, or, or that like, oh, um. Or that it's like some sort of video game where it's like there are correct, there are right and wrong things to say in order to like shut the situation down. Yeah. But with a lot of abusive situations, there is no winning. Yeah, because he's already decided. It has nothing to do with you. If you end up in a situation like that, male or female, and I just want people to know that if you're a woman and you only date other women, I want you to know that this can happen too and don't let people say that like women can't be abusive because that's a whole nother hole that you can get into. Yeah. You know? But I just want people to know that like if that happens to you, it's not your fault. It's the other person's like whole crazy thing. Like you didn't do anything to like earn that. Like they decided that they were going to be a weirdo. Mm-hmm. It's their problem. Like, it's like a perfect way so don't I just thought it was really great they included that because Chloe didn't do anything and even if she did to like incite this no because they're not anyway. even like really super dating they weren't dating at all and like were they not dating at all or were they just not in like a serious relationship because she just hung out with him a few times and had sex with him and then she's kind of stopped hanging out with him yeah I guess I meant, like, it's not like they have literally no connection. Like, there is a connection there, but it's not, it's not like they were dating for, like, a year, and then she broke things off and just ghosted him. Yeah, and then what I really found was interesting was that he targeted her because she was alone. And, like, I just thought, you know, this is important for young people to see and be like, this happens, it's okay that it happened, it's not your fault. And it's just them being fucking weird, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. And, like, I like that Chloe called 911 to try and get herself out of the situation and that it was okay. And all this stuff. And I just I just thought it was... It was... I like the character for what it explained. Yeah. Because I feel like that's really hard thing to explain it's kind of like when i watched jessica jones season one where jessica was like told this girl like listen it's not your fault and i was like jessica it's not her fault it's not her fault because jessica this woman with literal superpowers was a victim of domestic abuse too Mm -hmm. and like sometimes like you just need to hear like no matter how emotionally or physically strong you are you can get manipulated into the situation, and it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. Just like Chloe, you know. Yeah. I just thought that was a really good thing to add. And I, and no, I don't think Warren's the same way. Warren was a supportive friend, and when he was rejected, he just kind of acted a little, like, mopey. And then got over it. I mean, I think... 
here's the thing. Nobody likes being rejected, and I think it's normal to be a little, like, to for a character to seem bummed out if they get rejected. Like, yeah. that's normal. What's not normal is, <coughs> is kidnapping someone. Is, like, kidnapping somebody <laughs> or, like, yelling or screaming at them. Or it's, like, if you... And you, pushing them. Pushing them or, like, you know, if you if you are in a situation where you're rejected and you feel like you don't know how to handle it, just walk away. And I want people who are, like... Oh, he pushed her. It's not that big of a deal. It is a big deal because when you hit someone or push someone or touch them physically out of anger, it's not about leaving bruises. It's about violating the trust you have with that person and violating the like safety agreement. Mm-hmm. And because a push, it starts with pushing. Well, because they don't know what the fuck you're going to do after that. Yeah. Like, it's like some, if, if a stranger walks up to you on the street and starts like, I, okay, so I've been I've been assaulted on the street before, mm-hmm. and like somebody like grabbed onto me, and it's like when somebody does that, even though it's like this person didn't like actually like physically like hurt me or leave a bruise or break a bone, it's like I don't know where their I don't know where their head is at. Like if somebody if Elliot is willing to push Chloe or like yell at her, all of a sudden she's thinking to herself like, what's he gonna do next? Like if I if I try to like react or if i do this like where's his where's his line you know yeah and like male or female if somebody pushes you that's how it starts it goes little by little like pushing shoving pushing you into a wall hitting you slapping you it like gradually grows so just let you know it's not a okay a it's not okay for you as a person to push someone out of anger if you're playing around and wrestling, that's fine and you're laughing. But if you do anything out of anger, be it like a light punch, like push like that, like I'm pushing you. No. I punch you out of anger all the time. No, you don't. Shut I up. Do. <laughs> don't tell people that because you don't. You've never hit me. No. But if, if somebody like does anything physical to you and they're doing it out of anger, that is not okay. And you should do that. You should hold that boundary for yourself as well. Never touch someone out of anger. It's it's not okay. Because once you break that like seal, it's gonna keep getting bigger and bigger. So don't don't. Um, I think my <coughs> my favorite character was Rachel because it when we went going into before the storm, like before the game was even announced, when they just said it was a prequel and that it was going to be, like, Rachel's story, I remember being disappointed because I was like, I don't really want to see this, like, sad, sad story. I don't want to... And, you know, this is, like, a character that has been, like, kind of, like, built up in your mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really impressive that they managed to write a character that, to me, lived up to my expectations of somebody that Chloe would fall in love with. Mm-hmm. And be attracted to because it's like you spend the whole original life life a strange game being like oh like Rachel Rachel like she's this like you know character that like Chloe talks about and you're like wow she must be like really awesome you know if Chloe is like so upset still about her being gone and if Chloe like was you know best friends with her for such a long time and I think that the fact that they managed to make a character that um, kind of, like, lived up to the name 
in my opinion, I thought was impressive. What really pissed me off about, not about Rachel, but people's reaction to her was people trying to find reasons as to why she deserved to have the things done to her. (laughs) That was really messed up. That was so fucking disgusting. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how depraved some people were being like, oh, well, she knew what she was doing with Frank. And I was like, Frank is a 35-year-old drug dealer who gives away rape drugs. He's, and then he, like, that's disgusting. That is disgusting. And, like, all I can think of when people say shit like this is, like, you're a fucking pedophile, aren't you? You're trying to fuck a 16-year-old. I can feel it. You're disgusting. And it's like, oh, and then she seduced Mr. Jefferson. I was like, Mr. Jefferson is like a million years old. They're Mr. both first, adults. First of all, and, and if an adult, if an adult cannot resist a teenager, regardless of what the teenager is doing, they are a they're a pedophile. They're a fucking pedophile. And I don't care about these motherfuckers. Actually, the real world is a pedophile. Like, I'm like, shut the because, fuck up. They're a child. They're You're disgusting. Because the thing is, is that also, like, an adult should never allow themselves to be in a situation where something, like, like... For, I can't believe... Just, can you let me finish? All right. <coughs> um, like, so if, say, if an adult is in a situation where, like, they think a teenager is, like, coming on to them or flirting with them or, like, trying to initiate, like, a sexual relationship, that's the time when an adult should, like, remove themselves from the situation. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. That you don't, you don't, like, be like, oh, like, I couldn't help myself. No, you can help yourself. You get away from them. It's, it's the same, not the same thing, but, like, it's similar to, like, if, you know, if you're hanging out with, like, a friend's significant other and they start hitting on you, you remove yourself from the situation. You don't respond in kind and then be like, oh, well, they seduced me. No, like, you you remove yourself. It's like, that. that's not even as bad because the, your friend's boyfriend or whatever, they're fucking an adult. No, no, no. They're it's an a, adult. It's not, that's why I said it's not the same thing. I know, I know. But I'm just really- saying, like, you remove yourself from the situation. You're not, like, a help, like... If you're an adult, you're not, like, a helpless victim in this situation. The, it's not like your boner is, like, controlling you. Well, it you're doesn't... Not, it's, it has nothing to do with boners. Well, I was just saying boner, vagina, sexual... Like, just just be with an adult. It's not that hard to get laid. Yeah. It's so easy. Um, just go out there and say, hey, you want to bang? And that's it. You don't need... Okay, and then okay, all okay. These, I, we, we've already talked about this a lot on the Let's Play and I on just, all the streams. I just cannot believe we live in a society where people still think it's totally chill to fuck kids. And I just want to punch them all in their stupid, disgusting, pedophile face. Um, another thing I feel like that's really important to point out is that like, when we would have discussions about this, people would inevitably come down to like, Oh, well, how old was she exactly? Who fucking cares? When it when that's really not the point, like, whether somebody is quote-unquote legal age, there's, like, even if she was 18, like, the, di- the age difference between, like, Mr. Jefferson, who's in his 
what, late 30s or 40, or early late, 40s? Late 30s. Late 30s to somebody who's 18, that's a difference of 20 years. He's literally twice her age. And he's literally his teacher, her teacher. Yeah. And like, he holds all this power over her. So it really doesn't matter. Like, it's not like... It's not like there's this, like, magical change between somebody who's 16 and 18, like, that they that they suddenly become, like, an, you know, an, an adult who's capable of, like, having adult relationships with people who are twice their age. Like, that's not... Just because something is technically legal doesn't mean that it's a good idea or, like, ethically okay. You know what I mean? Like, the law is, like, the basic... <coughs> The, it's like the bare minimum for you to like not get arrested and it's like you know what I mean it's on the adult to be the adult it's not like if a child comes up to you and says hey can I play with these firecrackers you say no yeah. you cannot play with the firecrackers give me the firecrackers yeah. you can't be like oh judge well they had the firecrackers and you know well I they seem be- to know what they were doing they seem to know what you're doing a lot of the time I remember being a teenager and having like 14 years old and stuff and having like adult men like hit on me and then me being uncomfortable but also like trying it on because I was 14 and I like didn't really get it yet yeah I'm like okay so I have this I guess power Mm -hmm. over men but also I'm 14 so it's like kind of grossing me out but I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So it's on the adult men to be like, oh, oh, you're 14. And you know what? Like, most of the time I'd be like, um, I'm 14. They'd be like, oh, shit, sorry. And yeah. they'd back off, which is the normal human thing to do. <laughs> um, all right. So if we, what was your least favorite part? My least favorite part? Hmm. I guess in terms of writing or just a horrible emotional turmoil? However you want to take that. I don't know. I think that I... I think a lot of the frustrating parts came from trying to interact with David because he was being so aggro about things in a way that, like, yeah, I get it. He's a person who is trying to relate to somebody that he feels like he understands, but he's being too aggressive and blah, blah, blah. And just the whole dynamic with David and Joyce and Chloe, because it's a situation where they're not letting Chloe breathe, I feel. I feel like the David situations were tiring for me more in the sense that, like, whenever we would have a David, like, interaction or situation, I felt like I would just have to, like, explain (coughs) why people should, like, why his actions were maybe not the best or, like, wrong, but to still have empathy for him. And I found that really frustrating because, like, it... And that has nothing to do with the writers. That's more to do with, like, the fandom, I guess. I just get really annoyed. I get really annoyed when, um... It's just hard to because it's, like... He's an asshole, but he's not evil. Does yeah, that make sense? But, and I, but I feel like sometimes people can be so quick to be like, oh, this character isn't, like, perfectly good, so they're evil. You well, know, no, like, no. it's like, it's like, it's like bla- they're black or they're white. They're either, like, perfectly good or they're perfectly evil. And, like, it's okay to have empathy for a character that is not, like, perfectly good. That's kind of like me and Nathan where I'm like, yeah, yeah he's, yeah. like, a piece of shit and I would never hang out with him. I feel bad for him, and I think that he, I think that he needs like real psychological help from a team of doctors. 
And when I say don't hang out with him, I'm just trying to say, hey, all you girls out there who kind of get crushes on broken boys, like, it is not your responsibility. He needs to go to a residential treatment center or whatever to get those issues solved. And I feel bad for him, and if I could, I would take him to a doctor. But I would definitely not be his girlfriend. Yeah. Like, I hate him, but I also want him to get the help that he needs. Like, that, it's that kind of thing. Like, I know that he's not evil, but I would not put myself in his way. Yeah. I feel like um, with David, it's that Joyce has some culpability in enabling him to stay in that situation mm-hmm. because she is an adult and her responsibility is to take care of Chloe and I feel like at some point she should have stepped in and been like hey you need to work on yourself before you move in you know like you need to address some of these things that are you know preventing you from being like a great stepdad your anger issues yeah like he certainly has the capability to be a really great person but being a good person for a lot of people means that you have to like work on yourself. Like we all have flaws. Some mm-hmm. are worse than others and some are more dangerous to other people than others. But it's like you have to take the time to like address your own flaws and work on yourself, mm-hmm. you know? For some people it's not just like, "Oh, I grow up and I'm a good person." Like blah blah blah. Like most people have something about them that you could you could do to be better at, you know? Yeah. It's like maybe you're a person who <coughs> isn't good at listening maybe you're a person who yells when they get angry maybe you're a person who isn't very considerate of other people or like whatever it is like those are all things that like you could work on to be a better friend or like family member or whatever yeah (coughs) okay now on to some viewer questions what did you think of the after credit scene um, I'm pretending it didn't exist. I really liked it up until the very end of it. I'm just going to pretend it didn't exist. I know everyone keeps me like, what's your reaction? I'm like, I have no reaction because it didn't happen. <laughs> I, you know, I, it's like, it's always so weird when people are like, I feel like a lot of times people will be like, what's your reaction to this? Like, what do you think about this? And like, usually it's just about things that are like, have the same answer. It's awful. It's terrible. It's terrible? Like, it's a it's a real heart-wrencher, which is why I am pretending that it didn't happen. Yeah. And that um, our our actions caused a separate timeline. I know that's not actually true and all this stuff, but sometimes in order... I just wanted, before the storm, to just let us know who Rachel was so that we could understand and appreciate the life of a victim. Mm -hmm. Because I felt like the point of Before the Storm was just to know that this was a whole person. This was a person who had great character flaws, but also a lot of ability to change people's lives. and Like hopes, dreams, all that stuff. She had hopes, she had dreams, she had desires, she she loved people, she had flaws, she sometimes she was manipulative. She was a person, and she died, and for that reason, we should be all the more angry 
at Mr. Jefferson and a little bit at Nathan because she was a real person, a, not a perfect person, a real person. And that was the story of Before the Storm, to find out that why she was so important and why it hurt so much to have her die. Mm -hmm. And that was what was important. And a lot of people, I feel like, and I guess, you know, you can play games and interpret stories any way you want, but to me, I felt people were trying to see Before the Storm as, this is why Rachel was evil. And it's like, no, man, she died. She died a horrible, painful, humiliating death. And this is the reason, and this is your chance to learn of her beyond her death, to know that she was somebody else and that she had so much potential to be a, such a huge person and she never got to have that because she was murdered. Mm -hmm. So that's was my feeling of like, this is special because you get to see what an amazing person she was in reality, not like some perfect reflection or memory, like the real person that like, she was. Oh, like there were times that she got angry and yelled at her parents. There were times that she skipped school. Like there were times that she misbehaved, but regardless, that doesn't make her a bad person. Yeah, and also, but she at the same her, time like a victim worthy of sympathy. She gave Chloe something that she hadn't had in so long. She gave Chloe hope in her life. She gave Chloe love in a way that she didn't feel like she was getting from anyone else. She finally felt like she had somebody on her side, and she felt safe. And that was important to Chloe because, she, as you can remember in season one, Chloe was obsessed with Max being her superhero <coughs> because I know that Chloe seems like such a strong person but at the end of the day you can tell that all she wants is for somebody to make her feel safe and loved well somebody can be a really strong person but like at the point of the original game she had had her childhood friend disappear on her and then Rachel also disappear and then like six months later Max shows up and she's kind of just like Come back to me! Yeah, you know? she's traumatized. And she's kind of in the same place where she feels so alone. And Rachel, in her own way, in her own flawed way, gave Chloe a sense of safety that nobody else was giving her. And so I think that was important and it's special and it's beautiful. And just because, you know, Rachel fucks up later and gets she didn't, like, I understand that people are mad at her for cheating on Chloe with Frank. You have to understand that Frank is also 35 or something and way older. And well, honestly, I really think that Rachel was the victim of that situation. Also, we don't know the exact story <coughs> behind what happened there. Like, I, it's, it's unclear to me exactly what the nature of their relationship was. So... Yeah. I the, and I'm not saying that like that means that like we shouldn't judge Frank or anything. I just mean that like I would prefer to know more details. You know. Listen, I get it. Frank saved Chloe, but that doesn't make him not a seller of rape drugs. Yeah. Just letting you guys know, he sold rape drugs knowingly to Nathan Prescott. Yeah. He knew he was doing it. And and also, like, do you remember when people were like, oh, but you can use those for other stuff? I was like, no, you literally only use them to knock people out. I know. You don't use them to get There's high. There's always some fucking asshole being like, listen, I know about drugs. I want to tell you something. 
If anyone knows about drugs, it's Stacy. Okay. <laughs> Stacy knows about drugs. Okay. <laughs> she fucking knows. Nobody gets rape drugs to get high. You no. fucking morons. <laughs> Stop pretending you're all hard and shit, okay? You're not hard. Those are rape drugs. They use people them to rape you, okay? Yeah. The end. He, Frank's probably a rapist too. You don't know. Maybe he fucking drugged Rachel. Fuck. So. <coughs> oh. And then seeing <coughs> Frank like look at Rachel during before the storm, like those weird, disgusting pedophile looks. I wanted to punch him in his stupid, disgusting pedophile throat. Gross. Um, moving on. If Deck Nine were to develop another Life is Strange <coughs> prequel, <coughs> excuse me. So Deck Nine has previously talked about. They didn't say um, that they were going to develop another prequel, but they have expressed interest in like delving into the world more. If it was like you know. Uh, so if they were to develop another Life is Strange prequel, how would you feel if the prequel revolved around Nathan? Is that something you would like to see since we spend very little time with him in both games? If so, what would you like to, see, what would you want to see or not want to see? I don't want to see that, man. It's no, I don't either. Because that's up. even more sad than Rachel. Because he, he's fucking... <coughs> <coughs> I don't know if it's more sad than Rachel, but... I don't want to watch a kid become a no, killer. No, 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 Here's the thing. Because Rachel dies, Rachel dies a victim. Nathan murders somebody. And then what he would, gets what, murdered. What would I, what would I <coughs> want to see? <coughs> Sorry. What would I want to see less? Do I want to see somebody who's like, Rachel, like, pretty good person, but sad things happen to her? Or do I want to see somebody who, like, gets so... Just fucked up. Gets so messed up, like, and just manipulated and shit on as Nate. Like, because the only. Until he becomes a killer. Until he becomes a killer. Like, is that. Would I want to see that? Absolutely no. Absolutely not. And then, and then he gets murdered. He gets murdered? Nathan gets mur- murdered by Mr. Jefferson. Mr. Jefferson killed Nathan. Oh. He leaves a voicemail saying, he's coming after me now. I didn't think that that was like. Yeah, yeah, but he says that, do we ever have confirmation that that happens? Is it Nathan at the funeral? No, Nathan's dead. He fucking died. Oh. He got killed by Mr. Jefferson. And Mr. Jefferson took his phone and pretended to be Nathan. <coughs> God. He's fucking dead. <coughs> oh, yeah. He does die. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't... What what is up with you people and wanting to watch horrible stories? I thought you wanted to watch happy gay shit. I don't know. Everyone's like, I just want a happy gay story. Can we watch the prequel where Rachel dies? And I'm like, wait, those are two different things, guys. Those are two different things. Mm-hmm. Ooh, maybe we can watch, like, I don't know, 90s shit of something. 90s shit? I don't know. What are you talking about? For a split second, I was like, yeah, we should watch Rachel's mom. And I was like, never mind, that's fucking stupid. Oh, wait, doesn't... Um... <clears throat> Hold on. What are you looking for? I was looking for... Because uh, it says determinant, which means that it's not... That that's not... Um... 
Oh, he appears in Max's nightmare. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like, well, anyway, that was Life is Strange Before the Storm. Spoiler cast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We still got, like, more stuff. Oh, okay. To talk about. You're not in charge, remember? Okay. Um, do you, do you feel, do you feel satisfied now that you finished the game, or were there any more things that you wanted to see, that you would have wanted to see? I didn't want to see any of it. You guys all were like, we got to see Rachel. And I'm like, why do you want to watch Chloe fall in love with another woman and then watch her die? And then you guys made me watch it. It's your fault. You put me through this. I, I, I didn't want to see any of it. And so then you, I saw so do you sp- it. So do you still feel that way having played it that you would Oh, no, I'm glad, I saw, I'm glad I saw her pain. Okay, so that, that the first part doesn't really answer the question because the question is, like, are you satisfied with the ending type thing, or were there other things that you would have wanted to see in the game? Well, now that I know that there's an ending where Rachel can see her mom, I'm pretty happy. I got everything. Um, I wonder what it's like when she meets her mom. I haven't watched that yet. I haven't watched either. I'm, I'm saving myself for our... Um, yeah, popular we should probably take a look at, they have videos of, like, the different things that you have to do in order to make it happen. Okay. But we don't have to watch the actual ending, but, like, there are, I think there are other decisions that affect whether or not they meet. I don't okay. know that it's just the bracelet. Okay. I'm not sure. Uh, what's your overall opinion on how well Before the Storm ties into Life is Strange Season 1, and what are your opinion? well, yeah. On how well it ties into how well they tie into each other. They tie in pretty well. I feel like there's no inconsistencies. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they did a really good job, like honoring some of the smaller things that, you know, that like I just felt like while I was playing it, there would be like little things that would happen, and it'd be like, oh, that ties into like you know, Life is Strange, the original game. So, I mean, I felt like that was pretty cool. Um, so I think that that's all the questions that we have. Were there any, did you have any other final thoughts before we wrap up? Um, somebody sent me a message being like, they cut a bunch of gay content and people are mad. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to validate that sometimes, you know, when people are frustrated, they just want to hear somebody in a podcast say, uh, I validate that, that you feel angry. So just saying hey i see that that made you mad so and i validate that you're angry are you are you yeah i'm gonna just see if i can find anything about it really quick i just you know sometimes i like and uh, i can see why some people are feel unfulfilled by the fact that you know at the end of the day the gay couple didn't get um a happy ending and i just want to validate that uh that sucks I wonder where they, um... I don't know. I just... That's what people said, and I just want to validate that sucks. I hope one day we can have... Well, but do you know that that's true? I don't know. I'm just validating feelings here, man. Okay. I just I just want to make sure that we're not going to, like, stir up some rumors if that's not true. There's a root ru- No, they told me some shit that I was like, I don't think that's true, but... I feel I just want people to know that if they read the rumor and they feel mad, 
I know, I see it. I acknowledge that you are upset. Yeah. I just want to acknowledge that it sucks that you are upset and that I'm acknowledging you and you're mm-hmm. very upset about not getting... One day, one day there will be a video game where the gay couple is happy and not dead. Um, this is not that game. This is not that game. Um, Dragon Age Inquisition, you can marry Sarah and it ends happily and no, but, and neither of you die. And Josie. Oh, you can marry Josie. But you can fuck Sarah. She goes down on you with her mouth. And like, there's boobs. There's four boobs. Four boobs. You see four boobs. Two of the boobs are your boobs. Four boobs. And then two of the boobs are her boobs. And if you play a Kanara, you get to have the, the, the tallness difference. The ridiculous height disparity. Yeah, the ridiculous height disparity. So you get full on naked lesbian fucking. And Sarah is not bisexual. She is fully into women. And then she asks to marry you. And you have a wedding. And there's wedding bells. And she says... That's for us. So if you want a game where you can play a game but also be super fucking lesbian and get married to your lesbian girlfriend and she asks you to marry her, you play Dragon Age Inquisition, Romance Sarah, play as a canary. You did it. Okay? Just letting you guys know. Mm-hmm. That's that's the gay. That's, that's your gay happy ending. I know one is not enough, but I'm just letting you know that that's an option. I've heard, I mean, I think that there are other, like, happy lesbian games that we haven't played, too. I'm just saying, that's the one that gives that, gives it all. Four boobs, and they're naked, and she eats your pussy. Four boobs. Four boobs. Your boobs and her boobs. Okay? It's very gay. Go play the <laughs> lesbian route of cute demon crashers. Oh, yeah. The lesbian route of cute demon crashers. Yeah. Um... All right, as always, this podcast, thanks to our supporters on Patreon. You can support us there at patreon.com slash geekremix. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. In the meantime, if you want to keep up to date on what we're doing, I'm at geekremix a lot. And I'm at geekremix. So, thanks a lot. Bye. See you later. Remember, Dragon Age Inquisition, Sarah, lesbian.